Welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry and I spent the entire day bedazzling a pair of leather gloves because I thought they would look cool and they do. Today's chat is with a stop motion animator who is in South Korea and his name is Chris Rogers. Chris and I actually met because we were both featured in a WEDU Arts Plus documentary featuring stop motion animators a little while ago. Um, and I just decided to interview Chris because I saw his work and thought it was amazing. And I'm really happy I did because this is a really great chat. Now, over the years, Chris has had the opportunity to work on some really amazing projects like the Frederator title sequence, the Lego movie credits, and Big Five, a Korean kids show. In our chat, Chris shares what compelled him to pack up his bags in the States and cross the ocean to work in stop motion in South Korea, and how he's building a stop motion studio there now. But before we begin, this episode is sponsored by Hue, makers of colorful plug-and-play cameras for learning, work, and play. Originally designed for teachers, Hue cameras can also be used for creative activities such as capturing hand-drawn pencil tests and shooting behind-the-scenes footage, time-lapse videos, and stop-motion animation. The cameras have flexible, posable necks, manual focus controls, and they're compatible with Dragon Frame, OBS, Twitch, Zoom, and many other camera apps. Visit HueHD.com to learn more and follow at Hue Cameras on social media for news, fun, and giveaways. And as an extra special giveaway for a limited time only, search for the HueHD Pro Camera on Amazon.com for 10% off with code 10TerryAIP. That's one zero, my name Terry, and AIP as an animation industry podcast. And that is starting today, June 21st, and ending Tuesday, July 19th. So please check them out, get a cute discount from me, and uh, enjoy your Hue camera. Now, without further ado, let's jump into the chat. Hi, Chris. Thank you for joining me from South Korea at five in the morning. <laughs> Good morning. Chat. Good afternoon. <laughs> Thank you, Terry, for having me on. Of course. Uh, as soon as I saw your work, I immediately wanted to bring you on, especially because you're in South Korea and I know nothing about stop motion in South Korea. So um, before we get into it, you know, why did you want to come on this podcast? I never asked that of anybody. I'm just... I just, I, I'm curious. I just never actually, asked you know, before. I saw, yeah, uh, you contacted me and then I kind of did some research on what you were doing. And I just, I really liked the work that you were doing with the podcast. I thought it was cool. Oh. I didn't know if I would be even worthy of being on it. But oh my like, goodness. I 99% of the hey people that come on this chat say those exact words. I don't know if I'm worthy. And then I have to convince them that they're good enough. <laughs> well, you know, stop motion animators were like me, especially being in Korea. It's like I'm, I'm in a house studio, so I don't see people all that much. So it's like, I don't know what people are thinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to being seen by so many people suddenly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. So you just, you thought this was like a cool thing to come on. Is there some, is there something that you, you know, is there a goal you have of what you want to share or reason come on that, you know, would be amazing to sh share or something like, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, just kind of talk about what's happening here and in Korea um, and like the projects I'm, I'm working on now and that, you know, that type of thing. To yeah. So, so what are you, what you like five minutes before we started, you told me what you're working on, which I'm super yeah. interested because I'm doing something similar myself, but you're doing the opposite route. Tell me, 
what you're working on. So, yeah. So right now um, I am working with uh, the Seattle artist, Ryan Henry Ward. He goes by Henry. He's a mural painter and he's got his own uh, shop where he sells his like paintings and He's, you know, he's, he makes all these like really awesome, like whimsical characters and we're working together to turn them into stop motion animated shorts and, and the goal is to create a series and long-term goal is to, you know, create a, a feature film eventually. So yeah, it's, it's big goals. And, and part of that comes with with me being in Korea is that my, my I worked for a, a studio here for five years, and I'm independent now. And my goal is to kind of build up and create a studio here. That's what yeah. I would like to do work with the Koreans. Interesting. Uh, so you, you see yeah. this project as kind of like an instigating project to start a studio and build something off of. yeah it's it's happening that's what's happening you know it's like I, it is it is it. happening it's yeah as we speak mm -hmm. like it's yeah. 5 a.m as soon as you're done you're gonna go uh build a studio <laughs> well I'm, I'm the animation is happening and we're you know the process is happening i have right now it's kind of divided up where i have some friends that have their own little studio and they're they're making puppets and doing animation on their own projects as well and so yeah like it's it's a and maybe i'll help them on things and they're helping me on on this particular project yeah cool so so you've already character designed and create you're creating puppets and starting to animate yes henry's um you know designs specifically yeah. how did you yeah. how did you end up meeting henry when he's in seattle and you're in south korea like that oh, seems like we... a very long stretch to make a connection yeah well i i lived in seattle before i moved to korea and i had uh an i ran an animation studio there and um, yeah, we had met from a mutual friend and mm -hmm. hit it off and, and did a, a project together where we did like 2D cutouts of his characters, animation project. And so that was, that kind of like got me sort of thinking, you know, back then we had talked about doing something more and like it just over time, you know, time had passed. And once I got, I became independent here, not working for the studio, my mind was kind of clearing out. And I was thinking, what, who can I work with? Like, what if I wanted to do? I wanted to create a series. I wanted to work with like artists that already have characters that I like and would love to like bring them to life through stop motion. So like, you, you know, throughout my animation career i've met other artists i'm like hey these characters are awesome let's you know let's make something with them and and he's been one of the artists that has been receptive to that not everybody is everybody some people are, are very like standoffish and think that i'm like you know trying to like take their characters or something crazy you know i've heard i've heard all kinds of stuff but um yeah so there was there was a um Fall last year, I was thinking about this and I had met um, 
a guy online and we were in negotiations talking about animating his characters. And then I was like, you know, why don't I contact Ryan? I haven't talked to him in a while and see what happens, you know, just say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Let's, let's do something. And, uh, when I contacted him, he was like, dude, let's roll. And like, after that call, it was immediate. Like, and we've been going since then. Amazing. Yeah. So, okay. So <clears throat> I think that's super cool and interesting. And, you know, you have, these two different people in two different countries like coming together to to like make a tv show i'm just wondering you know if i were to start a studio and try to hire people and get work i would i would probably if i were to do this myself i'd probably start with like getting in touch with agencies and commercial and do like commercial mm -hmm. work and try to get something that's uh more immediately lucrative i guess instead of not like lucrative and like you know somebody's paying me for service work versus like start from scratch and try to make a tv show and hope that it takes off like what was your decision to use this project as kind of this way to build a studio rather than take service work and build it that way and then come to projects like this like a lot of studios do um i'm doing a little bit of that like I that's how I kind of started, like exactly mm. what you talked about. When I was in Seattle, um, that was kind of always my goal was to create a studio and have my own space and like be working with other people and, and working with other artists. And so, yeah, it, it, like how I created that was working for doing commercial work and music videos and and getting, you know, on some documentary film work. And so I was always, yeah, I was reaching out to agencies and people all the time you know and looking online for anybody who's looking for stop motion you know jobs you know that they were posting about like for yeah. whatever yeah. yeah so like okay so how are you how are you expecting to get funding for this this project because like you know there's the traditional route of partnering with a production company or a broadcaster mm -hmm. and and you know getting development funds that way but it, as far as i understand you you don't want to go that route so i'm curious as to to what how you yeah plan to we're do this. well right now um right now ryan is kind of funding this getting started and that's the, you know that and that really allows me a lot of uh freedom right now to like just kind of do what we want to do um and and kind of think about the stories and sort of develop it and and go where we want to go with it um and, you know as far as not wanting to be with the studios it's like we we we're curious and we want to see if we can make an independent project and see if we can get like just like private investors in it and you know he's he's got a lot of fans he's got a he's you know he's really popular in the Pacific Northwest and and other parts of uh, the U.S., so like we think that there's a lot of potential to to just stay independent. We're we're pretty excited yeah. and confident about that. He's he's got a an amazing library of characters and library body of work, and like yeah, we're we're excited to like take it to the next level now. Nice. So where do you see it end up being? Is it on traditional TV? Is it a web series? Is it something different? Yeah, I think if we're staying independent, we would like it to just be kind of like a, something that's on like YouTube or yeah. something similar. Yeah. 
we'd like to start a show on there and, and keep it going. And, you know, and, and we may do a short and we're talking about, you know, potential ways of, of raising uh, money, like doing a Kickstarter or a Patreon thing that could be kind of like an ongoing uh, support page. Um, yeah. And then if things pick up with YouTube and we can just, you know, do it from, the subscribers on there then you know what we can make on there that would be great i'm not you know we're we're very optimistic we don't really know how things are going to go but if we can get into like something like netflix or you know get picked up by cartoon network down the road we wouldn't say no it would just need to be the right totally you know, scenario well, if, for if us. yourself producing this series you you will own it as a package and then you can sell it to you know, you can make those connections with broadcasters and streamers and sell it as a package to them. Mm -hmm. So that that might work too, you know, like, I, I think it's, I think it's super cool that you're self funding this because a lot of, a lot of series and myself included with what I'm trying to do, it, it doesn't take off until it gets funding, but you're saying, and I've talked to other people who have, you know, self produced something and then Amazon picks it up or whatnot down the road, yeah. road because it, you know, it's a, it's a proof of concept and people like it already and it exists and they don't have to invest in development because you've already done that. So I think, that's yeah, we're, cool. that's what we're kind of doing. That's the, that's the beauty to me in like with, with working with other artists that already have this, their characters established, you know, it's yeah. like, it, it just lends itself to say, Hey, look look at the these are the this is what we're trying to do these are the characters we're trying to use and this is our basic idea and here's some animation showing the personalities of the characters and everything and like what what can we do you know super cool so what's what's the ultimate dream with you know you said you wanted to start a studio and you're using this project as like a instigator an instigator of that is is the dream to complete is the dream attached to this project or is it more attached to creating a studio and building something stable and, and building off of there. Yeah, I think it's, I think if this takes off, that's where it's going to head. And that's, mm -hmm. that's the goal really. Like that's the goal for me to be able to build a studio either here in Korea, which would make a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, if, if things go super well and maybe I come back to the U S at some point, but like Korea's Korea's great. It, it could be a really there's a lot of awesome artists here that I would love to work with, you know, and, and bring work to them and and kind of create an, a great community of artists working together to to make stuff and like have the space for people to work on what we're doing, you know, for as our gig and then be able to to develop and 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 get their own stuff out there and all of us working together to help do that. That's that's my dream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I, it sounds like you're on your way. You have, you know, ties in the U.S. with potential funding, and you have experience working with studios and a network in Korea. Where I think you told me before, it's also much cheaper labor-wise than oh, in, yeah, in the like U.S. too. So much less here. Yeah. So potentially, you know, maybe it's the perfect mix of creating something amazing. Tell me, you know, I want to, I want to dig into your backstory, but tell me first, what is, what is the stop motion animation scene like in Korea? Man, there's a lot of people that are, you know, very, very talented artists here. The, um, it's, 
it's just like how to explain there you know there there's like little little groups of people kind of all over the place um i i myself like i see them every once in a while like at the busan film festival i'll go like you know the friends i have that are working that i work with they have like little films that get in there and and i might have something to do with them a little bit here and there uh, with those things but yeah the as far as the scene there's just there's a lot of artists doing different styles and different things here that you know there there's a lot a lot of dreaming going on you know a lot of people that want to create stuff but the the system here like a business and animation it doesn't really support it that well here so it's it for me that's why i'm not really kind of focusing on trying to find work here i'm i'm focused on trying to bring work here and Ah. to like bring a different understanding of like how the system can work and what the work life can kind of how it can exist a little differently than it normally does here so you said before you were working for a studio. Are mm-hmm. there are there a bunch of stop motion studios, or because like in the U.S. you have so many, you have Open the Portal and like and Stupid Buddy and Apartment D, et cetera, et cetera, and Screen Novelties. Yeah, yeah. And in Canada, you have like just a few, but all of us stop motion animators are like doing something else. But when a project comes around, we all crawl out of the cracks and work on that project. And then when it's finished, we all go back to our cracks <laughs> so what yeah, yeah. what is it like in korea because you you're different. working for a studio yeah so the there's one animation studio that i know that i haven't worked with anybody and i have i have I, yeah i haven't really worked with them and i haven't really met anybody from there i've talked to them briefly through emails you know that type of thing but they're in Seoul. Um, they're really cool. They do like mm. amazing work, but I, I haven't really had much contact with them. It's just, you know, kind of weird because it's not a huge country, but it's, you know, it's just language barrier really is what it comes down to. My Korean's not great. And the studio I worked at, there was a lot, you know, more people that spoke English and like, I, you know, that was, so that was easier to, the, yeah. the owner of the studio worked in the U.S. for 13 years or so, or yeah. So, <laughs> so are these yeah. studios there like purely stop motion, consistent? Okay, studios? so yeah, the coma, the one I was talking about in Seoul, is as far as I know. I don't know. I maybe they do some 2D stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the studio that I worked for had a a section that's that was doing 2D before it became. Uh, stop motion studio um and we're it's kind of like two different branches yeah so when i when i moved to korea in 2014 that was the very beginning the first year of that studio that i worked for yeah okay yeah so it just started and and now they they i'm still in the city i live in guangzhou um but they left and moved to another city and I, I haven't really talked too much with uh, it, it. There's the the thing about the, in those five years, there was a lot of turnover. There's a mm. lot of turnover in this in the in the studios. Like the it's it's basically 
it was basically like graduates coming in, working, getting burnt out, and then leaving. And mm. there wasn't, uh, there was just a handful of people that were there for that full five years that I was there. Wow. Yeah. yeah how big would you say the scene is like you have you have these two studios are they is it like they employ like 100 people or are they no, like small scale like smaller. five people um the studio i worked for was like 20 20 okay. some people at max like 25 or so somewhere around there um i don't know the full size of coma yeah, I'm not sure. I'm just um, I'm just curious because like I know nothing. <laughs> I'm just trying to get like yeah. a, a picture of the scene. That's so yeah, yeah. it's it, they're they're small studios. That, you know, Coma's mostly doing commercial work and you know they're doing pitches, they create characters and trying to get that stuff, you know, picked up. Um yeah, it's 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 probably I don't know, you know, it's it, you think about Korea. It's the size of, it can fit inside of most states in the U.S. Yeah. So it's it's not like a huge country, you know, like you can go north to south in, in pretty, you know, in a day, basically. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So how did you, how did you end up in Korea? You know, you said you were from Seattle. Uh, you know, what's the story behind this big change in life yeah 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 i uh what, what did you well, start was... off pursuing like were you always trying to get into stop motion specifically um yeah i think yeah i mean that's always what's kind of drawn stop motion and puppetry like hand puppetry and and stuff like that which yeah. i'm i'm you know working on this show with ryan but i'm also developing another show that's uh, that's a mix of stop motion and hand puppetry nice. um yeah and um so oh, i'm sorry what's the question take me back <laughs> to young oh, yeah. Chris going yeah going who's back faced, who's faced with a dilemma do I go to South Korea or do I stay in Seattle to pursue oh, yeah. stop motion so I was I was already doing stop motion in Seattle for yeah. seven years and wow. uh, the least to our uh full-time seven seven years full-time stop motion yeah yeah trying to get that going yep wow. had, a, had a studio space and depending on the project I had up to 20 people working and as little as me, you know, like, in, you know, at times it was, it was kind of a, it was kind of a fun time. It was, you know, there was a lot of craziness, but uh, after the seven years, the landlord had raised the rent, like a, a huge amount. We went from, I don't know, like $2,000 a month to like, he was asking six or seven at the time. And That'll do that it. Was, <laughs> yeah. So we were like, oh, we got to move. We got to find a space. And then my uh, good friend of mine, uh, Matt Manning, who's a, who's a stop motion animator, he had worked with um, this guy, Takun Kim, in uh, New York years ago. They became friends working together on Celebrity Deathmatch for MTV. Hmm. And uh, Tak uh, was opening the studio here and contacted Matt and was like, hey, do you want to come here and help me get it started? And uh, do you know anybody else that might be interested? And so he contacted me and I was like, 
good timing and this is something you know matt and i kind of talked about wanting to like get out here or japan you know to 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 work and yeah so it was a good opportunity so you were just like you know what life in the states is all right but this is a great opportunity to like start something fresh be involved from the beginning uh etc etc so how you know, what was that decision like to move away from everybody you've known, all your network, all the work you'd built up, and then move to a country where you didn't know any of the language? Like, did you did you have hesitations? Like, or were you just like, I'm ready for something new. Let's do this. I was I was delusionally excited. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when did the delusion yeah. fade? <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's kind of a, like, I was like, wow, great. I can work on a series. This is kind of what I wanted to do. And I get a chance to work in another country. South Korea seems awesome. Let's go check it out. Let's, you know, I don't, I, I don't think I expected to be here as long as I am now. I don't, I don't think I was thinking that, that long-term, um, but yeah, I was very excited to come here and it definitely was very life-changing and it was, there was some hard choices to make. Like, you know, I had a girlfriend and I moved here and that, you know, obviously <laughs> didn't work out. It was not, not a good, yeah, that basically ended the, the relationship, which was a very difficult uh, situation. Yeah. yeah. It was very life-changing and like, you know, you like, just being here even the first year like keeping in contact with people and 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 keeping the network up and going i realized like how difficult this was and like you know i still got like a couple little gigs a year that i would fly back for and and work but as the years went by that kind of like became less and less and less and harder yeah because like when a project shows up chris isn't just uh, around the corner anyway around the corner to come work on this you got to think about his flight his timing you know, all this stuff yeah. that's crazy so yeah uh, you know what projects is because you also you know what are some of those gigs because i know you worked on the lego movie credits and some other cool stuff like is that what you're talking about that that or is that before i think yeah. that was before i left hmm. um one of the the things that i had a lot of fun working on was uh, it was a makeup ad for um, Too Faced, and I got to work. It was Matt. Matt got me involved on that. We worked together on that, and that was uh, uh, for the product, the Peach Palette. And it was just kind of like a very fun uh, group of guys, you know, working with, and like just just such an awesome team of people. And I felt really lucky to be a part of that. And it was just a, a really cool, whimsical project. Yeah. yeah. So what, what projects have you worked on in Korea then? Because you mentioned you came for a yeah. series. So the series, yeah. So um, when I first got here, the, the what I was told was that the project was going to be like an ed, a kid's educational show. And it, it, it didn't really work out that way. It just kind of ended up being uh, a show based on these like space characters it was uh it was called uh big five yeah big five i'm gonna look it big up right five now. no i'm sorry it was called that was the second show um it was called 
galaxy kids it's been a while <laughs> so it was it was an english yeah. show produced in it was for it was for the Kore- korean uh ah. audience yeah it was it was picked up i was animating in korean and you know that had its own challenges uh but basically i was i was just you know, working with a set of mouths and, and kind of, I just had to learn to understand the sounds that I was hearing and, and how they would actually oh, yeah. make those sounds. Lip sync in another so, language. Yeah, I was lip syncing <laughs> in another language. Yeah. So like sometimes that could work and other times it was like, yeah, no, that's not. So, so, so what would, what would happen? The director would come to you and be like, this lip sync doesn't match. And you'd be like, I don't know what to do. Or they just take it. Yeah. It was, uh, it was like at the beginning, b- uh, before I could really understand the sounds, they would, uh, you know, map it out for me in, yeah, in, in, yeah, in Dragon Frames. So yeah, so they we, give you mouth charts. Yeah, we would just use the, you know, the sock puppet uh, mouth chart that's built in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. That's easy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so okay, so you've you've been in South Korea since twenty fourteen. Yeah, fall. Yeah, fall. so I, almost I ten years. And and you're specifically trying to bring work from the states or I guess wherever. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hitting to up. North Korea. So you know, what's the biggest challenge with staying connected when you're not around the corner anymore? You know, you have to put effort into figuring out what's going on. Like, do you have like a few? Do you have like an agent there? Do you have some like key contacts that help you out? Are you just constantly like messaging people? Like, how do you? How do you stay connected? It's all all on me, man. It's all independent. I'm trying to so, do it. So like and what then, is something you do like on a regular basis to make sure you know what's what's going on and you don't miss opportunities? Um I, I yeah, I'm just doing research, you know, online, like looking yeah, just to kind of see what's happening within the network. You know, I I subscribe to the animation magazine and uh you know just calling and talking to friends and saying hey what's yeah. up and see what's going on you know that, so that type of thing maybe i'll put you on the spot a little bit besides yeah. besides henry what is the last thing that you brought from i guess the u.s and produced in uh i'm Korea? working yeah i'm working i'm working with another client right now on a project that I don't really have permission to talk there. about. As well. No, no, yeah, you don't have to talk about it. Yeah. But I'm just curious about, you know, how did how did you make that establish that yeah. connection in the first place? So I'm also uh, on Fiverr, and ah. I, and I've actually, you know, gotten very few, but some good projects. Off but there. wait, Fiverr is like I want to spend nothing and get something, right? So like how like because stop yeah. motion is expensive. Exactly. Um, and that is something that most people don't understand. And that's why it's been very few people. And I've actually, I've actually had a few small agencies reach out to me hmm. on there as well. Um, yeah. So it's been an interesting experience trying that out. Yeah, I've, I've known, but they, you know, they have different levels. They have like the regular fiber level, then they have the pro level. And They've just now, I, I still have to go back and like, I haven't really been on there for a little bit because I've been super yeah. busy, but they've revamped their system and I need to like completely redo my whole profile and everything on there to like get back in the algorithm. But I'm still getting 
you know, a few people uh, a month, you know, contacting me about wanting to do projects and more and more these people are, they have the money that they want to, to back up their project with. So Can I look you up on Fiverr right now? Like, what do I look under? It's probably just my name. I would think stop motion. If you look up just stop motion on there, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just super up. curious that because this is this is interesting that this is um uh, there's not a big community of people on there. I think most people stay off just because of the fact that it's gonna be that one in a million shot that you get a job on there, you know. <laughs> right. Cause I was just wondering if this is like an actual way that to like, oh wow, Fiverr. I haven't been on Fiverr in years and it, it looks totally different. Okay. Um, Chris Rogers stop motion. It looks super professional versus like back in the day, I was like, oh, no services found for your search. I don't know what I'm trying to look for. Uh, just but, look um, up stop motion. Just yeah, look up yeah, stop yeah. motion, you'll come up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because this is like, this is interestingly like a passive way to like put yourself available for work, I guess. There's a lot of Lego stuff. Um, oh my goodness, I know these guys. <laughs> Interesting. Wow, I really haven't been on Fiverr in a while. I don't see you yet. Um, yeah. Seems like uh, there's... There you go. I, I might not come up either because of the, uh, like I said, they just had installed another new system ah. that I haven't updated yet. So I don't know. I don't know how people are still contacting me. It's weird. But like, I'm just wondering, oh, wow. Okay, because because like... So I'm looking at these price points and this one's like, I will create a fun stop motion animation for your brand starting at $1,300. Or mm -hmm. I will create creative stop motions for your social media starting at $800. Or so it's not like you don't come on here expecting to pay not, nothing. It's like $5 basically. It's now turned right. into like people actually with budgets coming here and saying like, oh, okay, I'm going to like sig give significant money towards something yeah i i yeah i've i've gotten one uh commercial job where it was you know like ten thousand dollars for the for a on fiverr which, that's amazing on fiverr yeah so yeah like, that was that was all right you need them yeah. as a repeat client <laughs> yeah yeah that would be great that would be great yeah interesting, so that, was a, interesting. that was last year and the uh commercial is just airing now like it's been on, yeah, it's on television oh, wow. now. On television. Oh, nice. Yeah, Congrats. In California. Yeah. So, so like, what is your, you know, looking at the past year, what does your work look like being completely independent and like working with people and scaling up and down and trying to, you know, find projects from the US and, uh, you know, having your work out there? Like, how consistent has your work been? Oh, it's, it's been inconsistent. It's been a process of, uh, last year was when I, I started at the beginning of the year, trying to figure out Fiverr and trying to build the space out here and get that all going. So it, it's, it's, you know, been a work in progress. I'm just over a year of that now. And, and a year later, I now have work consistent. That's going to take me through the rest of the year. That's amazing. Know? And, yeah, yeah, that's that's so, so interesting that um, I, like I had totally discounted Fiverr specifically, but, you know, just with it here, I'm like stuck on this Fiverr thing. But like within oh, yeah. one year, you've gotten multiple projects for it and then other stuff is like taking you through. That's awesome. What are, yeah. what are like 
you know, why are you staying in Korea specifically instead of trying to get back to the U.S. where the, you know, the network is and friends and family still exist and stuff? Yeah, like, well, have you I, just kind of settled in Korea? It's a it's a nice place to be, man. There's that's a whole that's a whole other conversation to have. Yeah. Uh, but like the in kind of like the shortened version, it's it's like, you know, I have healthcare here no matter what fair you know like uh, that's that's and i have a i have a family you know i have my wife's here she's working here as a teacher and i have a son and going back to the us if i did that now what am i going back to you know i'd have to find a job and like how long is that job going to last you know like what's how do i you know, it's things like that, that you have to like, kind of think of is like, how do I, it's not just take care of, taking care of me, it's taking care of my family. Yeah. And so it, it makes more sense to stay here. If the day comes and everything is going well, and it makes sense to, to dive back into the struggle of what that is to exist in the US, <laughs> then, you know, then I can do that. But yeah, you're I'm, probably just watching from the outside all the politics and everything that's going on, just like we do in Canada, being like, what is what is going on there? Yeah, it's a you know, living in Korea is uh eye-opener in a lot of mm. ways. You know, like the violence that happens in the US, impossible to happen here. Mm. And like there's there's nobody very 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 few people are allowed to have guns and nobody's allowed to have guns like in their house or anything here so like that's a question i always get is like why is there so much gun violence in the u.s and yeah i don't need to get too you know too much here we on a podcast chat yeah Yeah. bringing out those controversial issues well okay let me ask you you know how do you feel internally um, you know, growing up in the U.S., starting your career there, taking a big risk. Mm. You know, you said you had to go through some tough times. You broke up with your girlfriend. You kind of had to leave everything behind. Start yeah. fresh in Korea, work for this company, go off on your own. Now you started a family and now you're, you know, you're you're building something from scratch now when you, you've kind of done that so many times already in your life. You know, how does it feel? Yeah. Um, it feels... I mean, uh, for uh, one side of it, I wish I was 20 years younger right now, but <laughs> don't <you> we know. <laughs> all, <laughs> but, uh, um, it, it feels good to kind of have this like, uh, positive growth going on, you know, like it, it's like finally kind of, kind of thing and something is breaking through and, mm. and I feel like there's a lot of potential, uh, here and that's, that's, what's keeping me here is like my, my my ability to to exist and work and push forward in a in a safer environment here than I could do in the U.S. right now. You know, Interesting. Uh, what do you mean? Safe, what do you mean safer environments? Well, you know, like we like the you know all the systems in the U.S. Right, yeah. like specifically like healthcare. Like I don't have to worry about that. Like there's there it's you know, they have, they provide healthcare for everyone. So even yeah. if you're unemployed, it, you have healthcare and it, full coverage. There's not like all these different, it's all government kind of, you know, controlled. And uh, I just pay, 
you know, 150 bucks a month. And like to a trip to the doctor might cost me, you know, with a prescription and seeing the doctor and everything four or $5. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, so are you a resident, are you a resident or is that like, um, cause I'm just, if you, if you have a visa here in to stay in Korea, then you have to be a part of the system. And usually if you have a job, but right now my visa, the way I'm able to stay here is because my wife is here. Wow. I'm, I'm in the process of, that's another thing is like, I want to get on my own visa again. I was working for that company, had my own visa and I need to, to figure that out and see if I can get one for, by starting a business, by yeah. there's, there's an artist visa. I'm, I'm, I'm just starting to do the research on all that and getting that figured out for next year. Interesting. Yeah. So if you, if you bring more business to Korea from the U S you'll get on a visa and that'll enable you to stay longer. If I, start, I think, visa. I think that there's a, there's a big startup community here. Like mm -hmm. the mindset, like Seoul has a huge community and it's like kind of branching out and, and yeah, a lot of people are coming here to like start businesses. So that's mm -hmm. where I'm, I'm in the process of figuring all that out. So like, you know, you, you've mentioned you're, you're building something and you've got some exciting projects going on with the TV show and, and like, you want to hire people. Like what is, what is the state you're trying to, you know, reach like what is what is like comfortable not starting from scratch i guess chris uh what is that what is that feeling what is that like what would it be like what, what does it look like yeah what does it, it look looks, like and what does it, it feel looks, like yeah it looks like you know i'm i'm able to hire and employ people we have we have a project going and like it's going somewhere and, and we have a fan base and like you know we're creating something you know that's the thing is we're we're working both the shows that i'm focused on is at kids educational so that's that's important to me and like oh, nice. i re really want to uh, you know have that as a focus for a while and 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 push that through to develop that and work with a bunch of different people that have that want as well. So what is it, yeah. what does it feel like different than what you feel like right now, what you just described to me like five minutes ago? Uh, it would, you know, it would, it would like, I guess the feeling like, I'm not sure I understand what you're trying to ask here. I just mean like, like you know, cause running a business can be very stressful and you're always looking for the next project. And you know, it's like, like, do you hope to reach a state where you'd feel, you feel stable and secure and this is oh. like what you're doing or is there like an other goal that you're reaching, you know, thousands of kids with education and that feels like very significant to you. Like, is like, what is, what is the feeling that's propelling you to, to get into yeah as a, okay as a state all right so what what are it's kind of goes back to like the goals of what i'm looking to do and what i where i want to go like i i want to create an animation community here i would love to like the business being that you know like hiring koreans maybe bringing people in from other countries because one of the projects that i'm developing is is a show that that deals with many cultures and many languages so i would you know need to be working with with people to you know like voice actors specifically from you know different countries and stuff and um yeah so like I, you know the goal is to like can i create a studio i want to create a studio like 
um, imagining having a studio, how many people, what's going on within that space, you know, that's all very exciting. Like yeah. doing all that work and having all those people working together really drives me like, like seeing this kind of in a small form now and like it, it growing in its incremental ways is invigorating, you know, it's awesome. Totally. I love that. And like, you know, one such as yourself coming from very, a lot of different experiences, you can kind of piece together, you know, the best parts that you've experienced and try to build a, the optimal community around what you're doing going forward, I think. That's, that's my goal. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping that I can do. Yeah. Nice. I love that. <laughs> um, I'm wondering, you know, we've, we've chatted about, you know, where, where you came from, how you ended up here what the scene is like, what you're doing now, like, you know, this life you've built, why does it all have to be stop motion? Like, why can't it be, you said childhood education is important to you. Why can't it be 2D or why can't it be through books or it, like, why can't it be through something else? Why does it have to be stop motion specifically? Uh, well, for me, that's the stop motion and hand puppetry. Those are the two. And, and like hand puppetry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, those are the two things that I love to work with specifically, yeah. you know, like, yeah. yeah. And if I can mix in 2D, that's great. Like, you know, the ultimate goal would be just to have like a, a project that mixes everything, you know, and has a little bit of live action and, you know, stop motion and hand puppetry. Like, I love what the, you know, director Jan Stankmeyer has done with his feature films, you know, and that, and like to, to do something similar, you know, similar, um, but have it more geared towards kids. I yeah. Think I was going to say, exciting. <laughs> yeah. His stuff but, is but, more geared towards. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's geared towards adults for sure. Yeah. Um, but th th I think that what he, his style is, is, you know, it's the mix, right? It's a mix of, puppetry yeah. and, and and stop motion and live action is is what i see as like a uh kind of under underdone like there's not enough people doing that like you know well, I, I would love to so, see more of that it's so difficult to sell specifically like people don't know enough about it like even when i'm pitching shows in stop motion the number one question i get is like oh can we do this in 3d or 2d because a it's we don't know how much stop motion costs b we already have these capabilities c Stop motion's a hard sell. D, give me some examples of shows that are virally successful that are in stop motion. Like there's so many like cards against stop motion specific, and I guess puppetry too specifically that people just aren't willing to take risks. And then, and What's then of course, like every Christmas yeah, it's commercial wants to be in the style of Rudolph, which is stop motion. So it's yeah, super ironic. Yeah, I, I, I feel like from... The time I started in school till now, you know, I've always heard stop motion is dying, stop motion yeah. is dying. But like, if you look out there, it's yeah. growing. Like there's just more and more people across the world that you can see now with the internet. Like everybody's, there's, there's a lot of people in the world doing stop motion and there's a lot of projects being done. I think more and more, you know, and I'm very optimistic about it. Yeah, there's, it's it's obviously people think of 2D and 3D as being more simple to to do, but I don't know. Like, 
budgetary wise, like, is it really that much more expensive than 2D or 3D? Like, if the, I guess it depends on the quality. I feel like you can get a higher quality for the same budget in stop motion than you than what you could get with 3D. I mean, 3D is getting has grown a lot, but you still, you know, the textures and everything and just the movement oh, yeah, of, yeah. of like cheap 3D is so annoying to me. Like it's right, yeah. It's just so automated and like unnatural. Like at least with like stop motion, somebody's moving it and and it, it, even if it's not like per, it's not it doesn't have to be perfectly smooth, but it just you know, I there's something about for me, it's like knowing that it's a real object, it's a real thing. Like it's, you know, when somebody sees stop motion, it's it's almost an extension of being human, you know, yeah. because it's 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 a physical thing. And that's that I think is the attraction, is that it's 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 a thing that's alive, but it's not real alive and that illusion is exciting for people it stirs their imagination to how far can that go you know and that's my that's what gets me it's like how alive can i can i create this character how alive can i make a hand puppet look and and feel and get people excited about that you know like that's it's a joy to me to to do that I mean, yeah. that's all music to my ears. I say the exact same things. And like, even with hand puppetry, like it's just a hand. It's that's it. But it's like, yeah, you get the movements right and the mouth right and the googly eyes right. It becomes amazing. Like obviously like Sesame Street and Jim Henson, like push that inspiration forward. for me. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And even like when I'm stop motion animating, I constantly feel like I'm just like handling a bomb that's going to go off at any moment. And it's like <laughs> the delicacy of just physics uh yep. and you're able to make it move it's just like it's it's just so satisfying to see something play back that you know could have fallen apart or whatever if you sneezed at any second and you look mm -hmm. and play it back and you're like wow it's alive <laughs> right right and and try doing that in a in a place where you have cats trying to like jump up on the set oh and, no your cats you know, yeah like you know that type of thing and then just you know being in a super tiny space where you know, I've I basically moved the wrong way and I can run into a light or I could, you know, hit the camera. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I've done yeah, that. Or my dog isn't allowed in the in the room anymore when I'm stop motion animating because he hit the tripod once and then I had to spend like four hours trying to put it back. <laughs> it was like, yeah, no, no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. cats. Oh, no. Well, I guess at least they're a little bit delicate with where, how they walk around things. But then they're just like pushing your puppet off of the. <laughs> yeah. You know, they. I, I wake up in the morning and if i'm like like you know i can't there some shots are long so i have to like leave stuff overnight and i i wake up in the morning and i have to de-hair a puppet because the cat's been up there that night before rubbing up on it and everything and it's just like no no that's no. hilarious actually yeah. on purpose i make sure there's some of my dogs my dog's hair just gets everywhere but i always leave some in the set somehow just for my own enjoyment to be like oh there's one of his hairs like in the background 
Yeah, I've 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 done similar things like that through the years. Yeah, my my favorite thing is always when like little bugs get in there, and I always little leave the little bugs. Yeah, like you know, if you're on a set and like a fly comes in or like you know something's crawling around, I just I'm like yes, keep it in there, get that shot in there. Yeah, get them just like the, moving the around a little fly. bit, you know. I love yeah, that. I love that. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering, you know, we've talked about a lot of stuff. Is there anything that you wanted to? To touch on that we didn't we didn't quite uh hit you know from uh, your experience and people listening to this and all the other people in stop motion listening to this curious about you know what you do and what's going on in korea and how to yeah, get your you know, show going it's just yeah i'm just getting the studio going like i don't know you know i'm available for work i'm available to aren't we all <laughs> yeah i know exactly right like it's uh yeah um i'm not sure you know i've got this little space so i'm working in it and and making things happen and and soon on my instagram page uh rock paper scissors puppets that's like the my company kind of name that i'm going with and uh there's going to be lots of updates coming soon yeah excellent i can't wait some yeah. of the projects that you've been working on, you're going to be able to post. Amazing. Yeah, things are going to get getting posted very soon. Very well, soon. you've already done so much cool stuff. I, the first thing I ever saw of you of yours was that dinosaur. I think it's like a carpet, a carpet, carpet commercial? cave commercial. Carpet That's cave the one commercial. I did on yeah. Fiverr. The dinosaur, yeah. like the puppet, the character, the puppet itself is like pristine and amazing. And then the way you animated it was just like chef's kiss like so good (laughs) oh thank you very much yeah the puppet is great you know it had to all we had was the logo as the design to to base the puppet off of so we had like basically one still image i gave the the my you know puppet maker here and they they did an awesome job you know she's amazing amazing. yeah love that so you you obviously have quite a network of people to work with then so like when yeah, you get a job, you just ramp up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they all work out of your house? Um, no, they have their, they, they, so the, my friends have a studio space that they're doing their own projects in and mm-hmm. I hire them to make puppets and, and potentially do animation. If I, if that, if I'm doing stuff here and I can give them work then that's, that's the way it's going to go, you know, yeah. right now, or if they have something and they need me, you know, we, we kind of go back and forth with that. And yeah, as things get bigger, then we'll get a space and I'll get a bigger space and we'll all be in it together. And that's, yeah, hopefully going to happen soon. (laughs) Fingers crossed. I mean, I'd love to do an update sometime afterwards and you can tell me how that whole experience went. That would be awesome. Yeah. Maybe we can do it in a year. We'll see. Is there there anything else you'd like to share as we're wrapping up? Um, I think that's that's it. That's yeah, fine. Right well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks so, for having me, Terry. Yeah, it's you've uh, you've like scratched an itch in my brain because like I I love hearing you know what stuff how stuff is going on in different countries and you're the first person in South Korea that I've talked to and so now I feel cool. like I have a little bit more insight there and that's great and best of luck with everything you're doing. I can't wait to see more updates from you. Thanks, man. Yeah, let's keep in contact. For sure. Keep chatting with you. Yeah, yeah. And if you're listening and you want to reach out or uh, follow Chris's work, you can check out his Instagram, which is Rock, Paper, Scissors, Puppets. And I'll include that link in the description of this chat. So please check that out. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, bye.
The music for this podcast was composed by Will Farmer and the graphics by Daniel Abensauer. I encourage you to look them up if you enjoyed their work.